This episode of Steel State Sports Talk is brought to you by Charlie Brown's Airport Parking. At Charlie Brown's, they have the lowest prices with the best customer service. Once you arrive there, there's always a shuttle ready to take you to the airport so you never miss your flight. When it's time for you to come back home, there's always a shuttle ready to pick you up and take you back to your car. Now let's talk customer service. Charlie Brown's is the best by far. Whenever you arrive back at the lot to get your car, your car is waiting and running for you when you get there. And that is especially nice in these cold days like today. To make a reservation, contact them at 412-262-4931. Again, that is 412-262-4931. Remember, whether you're tra traveling for work or with your family, Charlie Brown's is always ready to take you to the airport. Charlie Brown's Airport Parking, where real Pittsburghers park their cars. If you would like to be a sponsor for our podcast, or you know someone who would like to, email us at steelcitysbt20 at gmail.com or reach out to us on our Instagram or Twitter platforms. And we are underway, broadcasting to you from our remote Pittsburgh studios, north of the Steel City of Pittsburgh, PA. We bring you episode 14 of our podcast called Steel City Sports Talk. My name is Alex Brown. And my name is Ryan Berry. And together, we are your hosts for this podcast. Starting off today, we're going to be talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers, I guess... Unimportant loss to the Cleveland Browns didn't really have a much implication. It would have been nice to knock the Browns out of the playoffs, but it is what it is. Uh, for the most part, Mason Rudolph had a pretty good game, Alex. Don't you think? He did. He was. He had better stats than Baker Mayfield by by a significant significant margin. Yeah, I think he had above 300 yards, right? He had 315 yards. Baker Mayfield had 196 yards. I mean, he can improve on a couple things, definitely. I mean, the interception was just brutal. I don't know what he was doing there, but. His pocket present needs to improve, but he's got the deep ball, and he could be a good backup or even maybe a starter one day for an NFL team. Definitely. I think. Well, I don't know if he's a starter. I think he's a. I think he's a solid backup. But I just hope the Steelers don't confuse him as the starter in the in the future. I don't think he's the way, the wave of the future for the Pittsburgh Steelers. But as you said, he played a decent. He played a decent game, and better than some Ben has played. I mean, he didn't season. get hit in the head with a helmet, so that's no, he good. Didn't. Yeah. I'm glad they got that straightened out pretty much. But the <laughs> yeah. running game this uh, this week was uh, pretty good. It's been better than it was of late. James Conner had some yards. Josh Dobbs had some yards. And what do you think of that package with them bringing in Josh Dobbs? I liked it. What do you I, think? I really liked it. I mean, it's something new. It can, like I think you texted me during the game. You're like, this reminds me of a Drew Brees, Taysom Hill type thing. And that's exactly what it is. Taysom Hill obviously can do every, a lot more. But Dobbs, Dobbs can really run the football. And he can... I mean, he's not a, doesn't have a bad army either, so do a trick play, uh, have him passing it once or something. It's, I mean, it opens up a lot of possibilities with the Steelers' offense, and I think Ben should be open it to doing this weekend or throughout the playoffs. I mean, it worked. I mean, what do you have, three carries for over 20 yards? I mean, if you're getting that kind of yardage, I mean, averaging a first down a carry, then why, I mean, not, why not keep at it? I didn't know such cool hip thoughts could come from the mind of Randy Feekner. I didn't think that would— I, I think oh, he was capable. oh, that shuffle pass that's been going on that game? 
That didn't come from him. That's Matt Canada. That's Matt Canada. Because when Matt Canada was at Pitt, that was a great play that they used. It didn't really work that well, but I, th- I like it. I think we should test him out some more. When it was at Pitt, they did it with uh, George Aston. That worked a lot, and it really helped Pitt I, to win some games. It I didn't mean. work this week with Ray, it Ray did. McLeod. It, it was it, it, they did it with Vance McDonald. No, no, they, no, not that they did. They did some the jet shuffle sweeps. pass. The jet sweep. The shuffle too. pass was Vance McDonald. Though. I know the shuffle pass. That was that was like Andy Reid like. Like you remember how they did that? That's happened with Kelsey. I mean, it's just different. It, it kind of worked. But then you have the. Sh- I don't like the uh, jet sweeps. You know the jet sweeps. I'm talking about Ryan. Yeah, jet sweeps. They, they have uh, they have Ray Reardon McLeod come around the back, and Rudolph tosses him the ball, and then. He, did, he was getting wrapped up for losses of yards and no gains. So, I mean, that didn't work too well. But overall, the passing game was very impressive. Chase Claypool solidified himself as the premier deep threat on this team and probably the premier wide receiver on this team, Ryan. He, he's the guy. Him and Deontay Johnson are the guys. Deontay Johnson has really worked hard the last couple of weeks to get out of that slump, and just really showed. Juju had a good game as well, but he's got. I mean, after that, they got that touchdown, and like they go down two points. He's dancing and everything. Well, Mason's trying to get the play to him. He just keeps dancing, and then he finally figures out, oh, we gotta get a two-point conversion, and maybe and Mason, maybe Mason yeah. felt rushed. I don't know. Maybe. But I mean, that was a. I didn't like the. Uh play call on that. I and Mason thought there was a penalty, but uh, it was been, it's been a physical game all game, so you expect them to not call that. But if you um, look at the Chase Claypool, he caught five catches at, on 11 targets, so that's not good. That's not good. But he had 101 yards. Broke the 100, 100 marker. And he got, that's an average of 20 yards of play. His I mean, he was 41. He catches the 50-50 balls. He did, and he did them often. He was he was fantastic this past game. Deontay Johnson caught only three balls, but he had 96 yards. His longest was a 47 yard play. And I think I like them using Vance McDonald. He's consistently yeah. catches the ball, and he can and unlike Eric Ebron, he can run he people can over. And he, he can, can get block. those extra yards, and he can block. Eric Ebron's Ebron probably a better route runner though. But overall, I like Vance McDonald. Uh, James Conner and. Five receptions, 25 yards. He's consistently a threat in the screen game. That's nothing new. Uh, James Washington's non-factor, two targets, zero catches. Ray Ray, two catches, two yards, or two the, two receptions, negative three they, yards. That's what they count as those jet sweeps because mm-hmm. it's a pass from the quarterback. But um, also, while we were gone over our two-week hiatus, uh, they had a, the Pittsburgh Steelers beat the Indianapolis Colts. Um, and that was a nice win for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And they, since they only played 25 good minutes of football in like the past, past, eh, you several, could argue that the Cleveland several, game was good several minutes of football. Time. You could I, argue you that, could. Alex. You could. I you mean, could argue that. You could also say it wasn't. But there were some times that the Steelers were that the defense was bad this past game. The defense was not good in, in certain parts of that game. But I mean, what can you do besides? Just shape up. I mean, they, well, the, the defense. Film. The defense was missing some really good players, and they only let up twenty four points to a very dynamic Browns offense. And uh, news after the game, or I guess the day after the game, uh, Browns head coach and one of their biggest play callers will not be coaching Sunday because of COVID. And the and he threw a game ball after the game. He gave it to one player. 
gave it to the offensive lineman Bitonio. He's guess their what? best offensive lineman. Their best offensive. offensive lineman. Yeah, he's their best offensive lineman. And he is coping. Yeah. So what's gonna happen for the Sunday? Who knows? But I hope they play it, and I hope the Steelers and win. It's a disadvantage. But now the Brown, much. now the Browns have an excuse for the loss. But it'll be fun to see well, them. So, but who cares? It's the playoffs. I mean, there's it's no the playoffs. Winner go home. I kind of thought thought they should maybe try a bubble for the playoffs. I mean, it's only a couple weeks, and I don't know. I mean, you see throughout the season, like games, teams are gonna play at major disadvantages. Because of COVID, I mean, if you go to a bubble, then nobody has that. Like the NHL playoffs, they did it perfect, perfectly. I mean, with no positive cases at all. Yeah, I understand that, but uh, it's worked. It's worked to the best it could this season for the NFL. I think they haven't had to cancel any games, and they've been pretty good overall with what they've been doing. I mean, it's tough with, to uh, regulate I mean, how people act or do when they're not on the field. It's tough. But I think they've done it to the best of their abilities. And um, the Pittsburgh Steelers, in my mind, should be looking at a win this week against the Cleveland Browns. No coach. Uh, and they have two, they're have they losing two assistant coaches, I believe, too. Or two uh, position coaches this weekend as well. And their play-calling duties are down to uh, Alex Van Pelt, who uh former pit guy. And the thing is, though, he was at Pitt. And the thing is, though, like when you're missing coaches, I mean, people say, "Oh, it's not a big deal." Well, the coaches make the in-game decisions, and yes. especially when they're play callers, he's a play caller for them. He calls big plays for them, plays. and you can't. Do, that's not science. Play calling is what you're feeling during the game, and he just has that feeling. He's been a great coach for Cleveland, but I, that year. that'll be a big, big disadvantage for Cleveland. I think it might be there between winning and losing. I think it will be. And their their acting head coach is going to be their special teams coach. I mean, we laugh, but special teams coaches are smart guys too. Uh, but it's just different. It's just different. They, he's never had that experience in the game. You, and he's under he's going to be under pressure. It's a winner go home game. And this is the first time they've been in the playoffs in 17 years. And he has to be under pressure to make those clock management decisions. Are we going to go for it on fourth down here? What are we going to do in these certain situations? And who knows? I, I'm sure that he'll be fine, but I think it's going to play a difference in this game. That'll Definitely. do it for a – actually, well, actually, no, no. Let's not do it. That's not going to do it. We still got our keys to – I feel like keys we've been talking win. about the series for so long that I thought it was time to move on, but we still win. have our keys to win. I'll start. Number one for me on offense is use Dobbs. Like we stated earlier, I think it could provide a – like something new to the offense that Randy Finkner has not implemented in a long time, and I hope Ben will be open to it because it could significantly help us. I mean, it adds a whole different dimension that teams have to prepare for. So I'd say try it out. Try it out. Try it out, see if it works. If it doesn't work, then don't do it. Simple as that. And my defensive uh, my defensive uh, key, key is win. challenge Baker early. He's going to be missing an offensive lineman. He's going to be, like, he's going to, want to do really well, and let's take some confidence away. Let's take your confidence away from him. He's a little cocky guy, so I think we should challenge him earlier. Get some blitzes. Get some picks early, because he, he normally throws interceptions. So let's try to force some of those early. Uh, my, one of mine is very similar. My defensive key to win is sacks. Sacks, sacks, sacks. And that's so important. They had three sacks this week without their best without their best pass rusher and, uh, and T.J. Watt. They had three sacks, yes. And um, they're and without Cam Hayward, and now they're having a fourth string 
tack, uh, fourth string guard guard uh, Cam Hayward this week, Ryan. Fourth stringer. And that that's that's not good. And the Steelers had uh, four sacks. Four sacks. Even four more sacks. than I yes, said. The it, see, that's even more. That's a lot. I mean, without their two best pass rushers. Exactly. Is that yeah. what you stated earlier? I yes, I did. But, I mean, it's, in, they, it's imperative to get sacks on the quarterback. Imperative. And they've done that all this season, and this should be no difference in this game, especially when the game is and the stakes are this high. And my offensive key to win, throw the ball deeper. Not deep, but deeper. I don't want to be doing the dink and dunks all the time. In the Colts game, when they started to play in the when they started to play after sleeping for the Hurry first up offense. for the first thirty five minutes of that game. No huddle. That really they helps. went it was no huddle mm-hmm. and they the first play, they threw it to Deontay Johnson down the field in the end zone. if you're not gonna win if you don't take risks. There's no I mean, you're not gonna win if you don't take risks. And you're not going to win a championship. You're certainly not going to win a championship if you don't take risks at some point. And this is a time when risks are necessary. And you get up early. Get up early run, and then run the ball late. You don't want to let Cleveland get up early and let them run the ball because they have one of the best running attacks in the NFL. Listen to this, run. Steelers have not scored a first quarter point. Not one point in the first quarter in the last seven games. That changes, and that has to change in this game and for the rest of this playoffs. Definitely. That's unacceptable. You're not going to win against many good teams like that. Mm-mm. You're not. You're not. So that'll basically do it for our Steelers talk, and now we're going to go do our uh, final full pick six picks of the week. This is the last time there will be six games in a weekend. This oh, and one thing I, we forgot to mention at the beginning of this, we forgot to say Happy New Year. Happy New Year, folks. 2021, hopefully it brings some a lot better year than 2020. Hopefully, but I mean, there's always good. You take good things out of each year. Every year, yeah. Uh, every year is what you make of it, and uh, try to make this year a, gr- a great year, no matter what happens. On two weeks ago, we picked all sixteen games. I was nine and seven. I was eleven and five, so, so I gained two games on Alex. Alex wants to bring a record. It's two. a race. It's a race now. I'm forty-seven and thirty-four for the season, and I'm forty-four and thirty-seven. I mean, it's gonna be a barn burner, guys, and this is a pivotal weekend to um, to get the, the full. This is the fullest amount of games you're gonna get the rest of the way in this season, and it's some good football games. There's some bad football games. I would assume. I would think there's gonna be. There's probably gonna be a blowout here or two, and I'm gonna say, um, hopefully, the Steelers game is a part of that as a blowout win. Hopefully, it's like. A, I think Bills win. could beat the Colts badly. Yeah, I and think... that's where we'll both start. We both pick the Bills. This week. Yep, we did. Got the Bills. I don't see any way the Bills lose. They're sort of so dominant. Josh Allen is, could win the MVP this year. Don't put it out. Don't count him out. I, would, I think Rodgers should win it. I think Rodgers has been good. Well, it depends but, on uh, where but, he brings them in the playoffs. I agree with that. But down to merit, down to most valuable player, if you look around the league, who's the most valuable player? It has to be Derrick Henry. 2,000 yards, one of eight running backs ever to do it. It's incredible, unprecedented, and elite of the elite in terms of running backs. So he deserves to be up there. Uh, next game, Rams and Seahawks. I'm going to take the Seahawks. Well, I got the Rams. I mean, I got to pick a little bit against Alex. I think the Rams— Is John Walford playing? Or is Jared Goff coming back? Remember John Walford? Oh, that might be— No, decide. it's down. It's down. You just said it. You just said it. The Rams oh, are— I Rams forgot are about pick. that. The Rams are— Who's playing? The wonder, the, the legend up. of John Walford, 
the uh, the guy that still has a LinkedIn account and he's has a, a LinkedIn <laughs> business account that says that says backup quarterback for the Los Angeles Rams. Oh, they won't say who's gonna start. Oh, that's I think. Hey, that, hey, I got the Rams. Alex said it. I I, I got to keep the Rams. Ryan's a man of his them. word. Ryan's an honorable man. He's gonna. And pick. hopefully this bites Alex in the butt. So. But this next pick, I think uh, you should feel a little concerned about. It's the Buccaneers in Washington. I'm gonna take the Buccaneers, and I I don't. I'd be surprised if Washington won this game. But that's you're gonna go that way. I'm choosing Washington. I think Alex Smith's a good quarterback. I mean, Buccaneers have. But they they don't they're not committing to him being lady. the starter. They're not committing to him being the starter this week. Buck. Who would start then? Tyler Henneke. You see, he have a LinkedIn account too. I, I mean, I don't know. He might. Alex Smith will get the start. I'm pretty confident of that. And uh, the defense has been really good on Washington. They can pressure Brady. Brady's been inconsistent. I mean, they've been playing a lot better lately, but they still have had their times at games where you say that team's vulnerable. So let's see what happens. Uh, it'll be a I fun one to watch. Mm-hmm. Washington is what they are. They seven and nine. So they probably shouldn't even be I in the playoffs, but I think they can right. make it. Let's try to make a game for me. Ravens Come on, Titans. Come on, Washington. <laughs> Ravens and Titans. I'm going to take the Titans. Oh, I got the Ravens, Alex. I don't see the Titans winning this one. Titans have a really, really dynamic offense. Horrible defense, But though. the defense is going to lose in this game. I think Lamar Jackson just goes Remember, they played all, this team earlier this All year. over them. Ravens' defense is really good. Let me finish my explanation, Alex. Ravens' defense is very, very talented. They can shut down the Titans' Offense, or they can shut down Tanhill because Tanhill cannot win a game all by himself that easily without the help of Derrick Henry. Don't bring up last week, Alex, because he had a lot of help from Derrick Henry other than that last drive. But if it all comes down to Ryan Tanhill and Derrick Henry can't provide anything, then the Titans are not going to win that well, game. Well, if you go back to their win against them earlier this year on November the 22nd, Ryan Tannehill threw for 259 yards and two touchdowns. I'm saying, though, that if without Derrick Henry performing that same game, Derrick yes. Henry had 130 yards mm-hmm. and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. If Derrick Henry, say, gets 50, is getting shut down, gets 50 yards, or maybe even, like, and they have to throw it a lot more because the runs, they aren't able to run it, then I don't think Tannehill can win him a game. I, 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 we'll see. We'll find out. It's going to be a good game. I think that's going to be a good game. That's at 1 o'clock on That'll Sunday. That'll probably be one of the best ones. Bears watch. and Saints. I'm going to take the Saints. Saints as well. Bears, be- Bears squeaked into the playoffs with the loss of Arizona, and I think the yeah, Bears aren't terrible, but it, it'll be a good game. I think Saints will maybe win by 7-10. We'll see what happens. I would, don't count out the Bears, though. Uh, the Bears are a sneaky team, and they have a, de- they have a good defense. Mitchell Trubisky. Uh, the, most <laughs> medi- the definition of mediocre in the NFL. It used to be Andy Dalton, now it's Mitchell Trubisky. And now Browns and Steelers, we're both going to take the Steelers. Hoping for a big win. For yep, the big boys, win. For the boys in black and gold. Huge. And and now, that will be it for our NFL talk this week. And we'll see what the picks are this week. We differentiate, I believe, on three picks. So if I'm wrong on those three picks, guys, it's a tie. Wow, that's so nice to hear, Alex. I hope that can happen. And you've been a valiant, uh, valiant um, competitor this year, Ryan. I just want to make that clear. I thought I was out of it a couple weeks ago. I was down seven picks, I but, do believe. And, but the converse is, if I get these right... Yeah, I think there's a bigger chance of that, right, though. Because I picked some questionable it's over, games. And now we're, we're going to talk about a little bit of pit basketball. Pit basketball as we speak. And what's the minute? We'll say it's 4.42 right now on January the 6th. And... 
they're playing Syracuse as we speak. Syracuse and is well as up. we speak, it's eleven to five. Five uh, four minutes what, into what the you game. Say? It's four minutes in the game. It doesn't matter at this point. But uh, Pitts without how many starters today, Ryan? Or not starters, but how many players? Four. Champagne. Yes, their best player. And I'm gonna have to look up real quick who the other three players are because we're missing three other scholarship players for this game because mm-hmm. of COVID Is contact tracing. I, I am mark. going to look right now. Jeffers started, so I don't believe Nike's there. Yes. I think another person that's not there is Hughley, because uh, the team has posted videos throughout loss. throughout this season about that, so I, I don't think Hughley's there. Tony's back. He started. He doesn't have anything, any stats yet. Uh, that's pretty much it as of now. Is Koulibaly so we don't, we don't. Let's not. Koulibaly yeah, Koulibaly is in. Who's who should not be a starter? Oh, I mean, he, he has to be today. He has to be today with Hughley. Uh, I like Koulibaly. Oh, Hughley. You always see the but, energy, the energy, the energy, the energy. But Hughley can provide energy too. You were just showing some energy right there, Alex. Well, like you say with energy, because <laughs> you're one of the most passionate. And I one think of the most I loyal think Koulibaly. Koulibaly is a good player. I think. As of now, he's better than Hughley, but maybe in the future, Hughley will get the starting over him. Hughley's going to be a really good player. Yeah, and um, so, I mean, this is the Pitts. Uh, and uh, most likely, we'll probably do a video podcast uh, after this game, probably tomorrow or the Friday or something. And we'll, Friday. we'll recap it. And we'll re- oh, as we'll we speak, Colabala just scored again. Yeah, but that's going to change <laughs> over time. And... We're really excited about these video podcasts, and we're going to be doing some of these more next over over the course of our uh, the next month or so. We, we might do another NBA one with our excellent basketball course. And to get Colin updates Dunworth. on our podcast, I think you should you guys should sign up for our email list. You can yes. go to the Twitter; it's a pinned tweet, a link to the uh, website. You hit that, and then. It brings you to the website, and you could scroll down and, and sign up for the email, email list. Yep. And we'll send you updates pretty much every week on the podcast. Actually, and not about, pretty much not every, just every on the week. podcast, but on, on our video podcast as well, Steel City Sports Shorts. But wasn't Colin Dunworth an excellent correspondent? Yep, that was, was, that was fun, Alex. We'll have him on more often. It might, we might have a hockey correspondent on next week, so we'll leave you in suspense on that. And so that about does it for Pitt. I mean, that game's going to change as we speak. And probably by the time you listen to it, that game will be over. And then um, we're going to NCAA football playoff picture. The finals is set. Ohio State, Alabama. Ohio State pulled off a shocking, uh, shocking, I would say, blowout of Clemson. Yeah. Shocking. I said No it. one expected it. I tweeted it, it uh, as part of our predictions before the game. Look at it now. Go back and si- uh, subscribe to us on Twitter. Subscribe to us on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter. But <laughs> pardon me. But uh, if you look at it, I was the one that said Ohio State was going to win that game, and they did, and it was a dominant win, and I'm sure it makes people look at Trevor Lawrence a little differently, right? Does that make you look at Trevor Lawrence differently? He'll, he'll be the number one pick in the draft. I think so. He threw for 400 yards does make, still. Does that make Fields? He does threw this make 400 fields? yards. I get that, but does that make Fields a number two? This probably rises his draft stock. Wouldn't you agree with that? He could be the second overall pick, depending on where uh, uh, the Jets go with things. You never know. I think they should build around Darnold at the moment, though. And uh, the Heisman Trophy winner was. I want to say one more oh, yeah, thing about, about the that. fit basketball. Yes. I mean, 
I said one of the keys to for Pitt to be a lot better this year was Johnson's got to stay out of foul trouble. But as we speak, he has two fouls, which minutes? has led to how many minutes into the game? Four, six, or five minutes into the game, he has two fouls already. That's it's unacceptable. Unacceptable. How can you how can you expect to be on the floor, floor that much? And the, 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 the score looks worse and worse as you keep on looking at it. I mean, I, this it's a tough game for Pitt, man. They better shape up. They haven't played in two week over two weeks. Due to that, they got their game against Duke canceled, and um, it's unfortunate. But that's that's the situation we live in with these canceling of these games. Um, we'll see how their season progresses, and we'll keep you updated on that as they play again this Saturday against a probably a surefire loss against Florida State. Um, the Heisman Trophy winner was announced, and the winner was Devontae Smith, wide receiver from Alabama. That's a lot of people expected. Uh- He's a good wide receiver, and it's Excellent. one first time in a long time that wide receivers won this uh, great esteemed prize, and it's good to see. It is good to see, and they're, obviously the quarterbacks are always at the top of the list, and it's nice to see someone besides the quarterback win the Heisman. And he's an excellent talent, and whoever gets him in the draft this year, and presumably the top ten, is going to be very lucky to have him. Very lucky to have him. And with that, we'll move on to the Pittsburgh Penguins next Wednesday. Mark down the date in your calendars, ladies and gentlemen, because the Pittsburgh Penguins are going back on the ice playing hockey on January the 13th at 5.30, I believe, against their cross-state rivals, the Philadelphia Flyers. And I cannot wait, my friend. And it's, it's a great it's thing gonna to be, see. It's going to be fun. A lot of fun games this year. It's all divisional. It's all divisional games. And speaking of divisions... We are in the Mass Mutual East Division. The Mass Mutual East Division. Sponsors taking over to the divisions. And helmets. And helmets. And helmets as PPG will be sponsoring the Penguins helmet. But this is a, it's, some people might um, criticize this move. But for this year, it's important. And the reason it's important is that they're not making any money off of ticket sales, and that's exclusive, almost exclusively. Or a large portion of their money comes from is ticket sales. They're not making any ticket sales this year, or at least in the foreseeable future. For hopefully, hopefully we get some towards the end of the season. But as of this moment, you're not getting any ticket sales from the NHL, and they need to make money somehow. So they're going to do it through sponsors, and they're going to have to do that for now. Yep. So it looks ugly, but we're just gonna have to deal with, deal with it for a little bit. Uh, and the lines are shaping form in practice. As you, Casperi Kapanen, unfortunately, is still in Finland. Yeah, because some immigration issue. And even if he did come in, he would not be able to play for the first couple of games. Because of course, you have to quarantine. Unfortunately, which stinks. I mean, I wonder when he's gonna be allowed in. Because he was gonna be a second line winger. A first-line winger. I think he's going to be on the first line. And they're saving uh, no. a seat for him. In practice right now, it's Gensel, Crosby, and, Sh- and uh, I was going to say Sean Rodriguez. Remember him for the from the Pirates back? It's not Sean Rodriguez. <laughs> Sean Rodriguez. Evan Rodriguez Evan is practicing Rodriguez. on the first line. Yeah, because he's keeping the seat warm. He's keeping the seat warm for him. Uh, I mean, I mean, we're just looking at the pit score right now. It gets worse and worse. But I mean, I'm not going to look at that. But... He's keeping his seat war for Kapanen. I can assure you of that. And Kapanen, once he gets there, will be on the first line. And on the second line, 
I think where it's going to go to is Zucker, Malkin, and Rust. What do you think of that? Ryan. I think Kapanen's going to be on the second line. You think so? I don't think he's a first-line caliber player. Well, he could be. We'll see. What do you think of the first? What do you think of the power play units that we're looking at? Well, uh, wait. First of all, John Marino signed his contract. Six years, an average annual value of four point four million. Yeah. What do you think of that? I think that's awesome. He's a really good player. Is that too long? Too much? No, it's not too long. Too much. We locked him down for a good amount of time. Oh, the reason these lines are like that—that's my fault. I mean, Jake Gensel, Sidney Crosby, and Aaron Rodriguez are playing on the same line because of their—they're splitting up the teams. You know, gold and uh, black team. So. I and mean, that's just how it is in the nets and, and the, on the lines for that. So don't read too much into that at all. But I do think Kapanen will be, depending on how long he's out, if he's out for, for a super amount of time, he's going to move farther and farther down the lineup until I mean, he's out of, the, out of the world of things. And that about does it for Penguins. Uh, we'll be talking about that in depth next Wednesday. And we might wait till after the Penguin game's over to release a podcast. Or might we, we might do a video podcast about that game later in the week, depending on see what happens. Um, we'll, we'll figure that out, and we'll let you know on our email list. And with that, let's move on to the USA Hockey. USA Hockey and the World Juniors. Take that. What a, what a great game last night. 2 nothing against the heavy, heavily favored... Canada hockey team, and it was a great win for the United States of America. Uh, number nine, Trevor Zegris was the star. He won the MVP. Uh, he's been a great player throughout the whole entire tournament. And the goalie, Spencer Knight of uh, Florida Panthers draft pick, stood on his head all night as he's done throughout the whole entire tournament and brought home that W. He's had 35 saves, I do believe, and it was just a great game for him. Alex Turcotte scored the first goal, and that proved to be the winner. And, and both goalies, something that's interesting, both Team Canada starting goalie and Team USA starting goalie are both draft picks of the Florida Panthers. That's interesting. And it's I mean, they're in a decent position with goalies then, probably. You yeah. Assume, you would assume. Bobrovsky. Yeah, no Bob, Bob might be on his way. Oh, they paid yeah. him a lot of money. They paid him a lot of money. He's there for a couple more years, too. Too much money for Bob. That, and that franchise doesn't have a lot of money. No, they don't. They don't have much money at all. Hey, at least they're not like the Pirates. Even if you don't have that much money, you don't... Stick. At least they try. The Pirates don't even try. Well, the Pirates have a lot of money. They just don't spend it. Yeah, but they're not even trying to spend it. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the point. Um, but that was a great win for the United States of America. It doesn't get much better than seeing them sing the national anthem with, with the screaming the national anthem. And that's just an incredible, proud sight to see. And they represented their country to the best of their abilities. And... It, it was a very inter, a very good sight to see. All, it's always good to beat your fellow countries in sports, but to get, win gold against Canada that just in hockey, that just makes it extra special. Very special. God bless the United States of America, right? I mean, Winners and losers segment up next. We're going to pick just two two for each this week because there's no college football games or choose from the NFL teams and maybe some college basketball. First, Alex, uh, my first winner, I have the Buffalo Bills. They had a dominating, dominating win over the Dolphins and just completely demolished them and sent a message that there's ever been these playoffs and they're going to really fight to win. They're gonna, I think they're a serious contender for the Super Bowl, my friend. Serious contender. 
Most definitely, Alex. My second winner is the Washington, uh, Washington. Football uh, team. Washington <laughs> football team. Uh, they had a nice win over the Eagles, uh, clinched themselves a playoffs, playoff appearance. A nice win. I'm sure you'll talk about that in a little bit. They made the playoffs. Yeah, they made the playoffs. And you got to give them credit. You got to give Ron Rivera a whole lot of a credit. And what he's done to their organization in his first year there is incredible. And hopefully, and he's, he seems like a good good enough guy, good decent guy. He's overcome a lot this year. He's had cancer. He's overcome cancer. And he's overcome the locker room cancer that was the Washington football team prior to this year. He's changed the culture. And he's, that team is a whole lot better off now than they were without him. Uh, my first winner is John Walford of the Los Angeles Rams. And what a win that was for the man that still has a LinkedIn profile. Uh, the, the Wolf of Wall Street, some people call him. John Walford, he was 22-38 with 231 yards. He threw one pick, but other than that, he was good. And he was good enough to win that game. And good for him, he's... It, and that's he just prolonged his NFL career by a couple of years. Yeah, maybe he can take that LinkedIn profile down. He said he might. He said he might after that. Maybe he gets a, he's going to get a couple calls over the next couple of years. Maybe he stays with them. He won them a big game. It was a win and you're in game, and they won. Uh, and then my final winner is Minnesota. Minnesota University of Basketball. Let's get that right. They're number 16th in the nation as, as we speak, and they've had some big wins. Recently, they beat... Michigan State, Iowa, and Ohio State. All those are ranked teams. Ohio State, I believe, might not be ranked team anymore after that loss they just had. But they've had some big wins. And that Big Ten is an incredible, has been incredible this season with basketball. And they've been right up to task as they're fifth in the Big Ten as we speak. But they've, they're coming on strong. I'll start off with the losers. Uh, first loser for me is the uh, Miami Dolphins. They got absolutely obliterated by the uh, Buffalo Bills to end their playoff hopes. If they would have won, they would have been in, but they lost, so they're not in. Uh, second loser, the Eagles. Obviously, we talked about this. They took their QB out, Jalen Hurts, in the third quarter. End of the third quarter. End of the third quarter. And he had two rushing touchdowns. He wasn't playing a phenomenal game, but... But they, they, they were, they the were down by three. They were the down by three, and they took them out. It's like they wanted to lose. And I know New York Giants fans are upset about that, but win more than six games, then you don't have to worry about that. Uh, that'll do it for my loser. Alex, you can go. And my loser is the Giants for that same reason, Ryan. You put it so well right there. If you, They should not have been in that situation. For, that, for them to rely on someone else, let alone a divisional opponent. Didn't they lose four of the last five? Uh, they might have. They might have. Ryan, uh, they should not have been in that I'll position check that at quick. all whatsoever. And they put themselves in that position by losing those games. They lost some tight games over the, the course of the season. And they should not have been in that position. And it's never a good position when you're relying on someone else to do your work that you should have already done. I don't like that. And But they came to that position, and that's how it works out for you. They can whine all they want, but they're not in the playoffs. And... Eagles, I'm sure. I'm sure they could have played a little harder. I'm sure they could have kept Jalen Hurts in that game. They didn't, and you're not gonna be able to go back in time to fix that. Oh, uh, Giants lost three of the last four. Three of the last four. That's still not good. That's horrible. You have to win those games when you want to be a playoff team. Lost the Ravens, Browns, and Cardinals all mm-hmm. by double digits. Oh, but 
they'll be back next year, and hopefully you can exact some of that revenge on the Eagles next season. Take that Saquon Barkley next season with Saquon. And the Eagles now jumped to the sixth pick of the draft. They would have been ninth if they won that game. They're now sixth. And that, that makes a difference. It does make a big difference. That's Justin Herbert last year was the sixth overall pick. And now he's going to be the offensive rookie of the year. And my final loser is the Jets. Why did it take you so long to fire Adam Gase? Why? I don't know, Alex. And now hopefully they'll hire somebody that's good, like maybe the offensive coordinator, Brian DeBull from uh, Buffalo, or Eric Bieniemy. Or any of these college like coaches. Or any of these college coaches. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Urban Meyer. Ryan Day is considered. Ryan Day is not considering. Too. Yes, he is. He's not considering leaving Ohio State. I know, but the, the, the Northwestern coaches reaching out to him. Penner Doozy. Penner Doozy. I'm joking. I'm joking, Alex. Jeez. And that does it for this week on our podcast. We appreciate you listening. And remember, we are your one-stop podcast for everything Pittsburgh sports.